Welcome to A Savored Life, a podcast that inspires you to live a more fulfilled, creative life. I'm your host, Sumaya Osmani, and I'm here to help you on the path to a slower, more savored life. Each episode is filled with creative expression, freeing our preconceived ideas that hold us back from fulfilling our true potential, whether you're a writer or a creative. Spend a week nurturing your soul and fill your empty cup of creativity. This is something that I have learned the hard way. And in this episode, I'm going to offer you the gift of taking the time to set up a habit that will feed your creative soul with goodness and love. It's all about small moments, small changes and small rituals. I began this year with a really small change and that is going back to the mat on my yoga mat. And I promised myself that I would do this every single day. And if I couldn't do half an hour, I'd do 20 minutes. And I tried to focus more on creative, restorative practice. So it was slow and calming. And I realized after a few weeks of doing it, that just the small little ritual that I added to my life gently began to flow through the day supporting me through my creative work. You see, I was never encouraged to really nurture my creativity as I was growing up. It was all about nurturing the academic side of life. I grew up with a mother who was a creative, but a father who was always supportive of intellectual pursuits. And as much as I'm indebted to my parents for bringing me up well and always giving me what I needed, I do think that there was a lot of closed-minded support. There was a lot of closed-mindedness about supporting creative fields in my world. And I suppose it had something to do with growing up in Pakistan where creativity was always meant to be a hobby and not a career. It's all right, I got there in the end, but when I think back of how there was this little creative bursting inside of me from the times at the college fair where I would create all these hand-dyed scarves and friendship bracelets to sell, from that to writing for the school and college newspaper regularly and desperate to make journalism a career. I know that had I been given more encouragement to nurture my creative soul, I would have found a way to build confidence, find my creative path earlier in my life. But Regret is never a positive companion on this journey. And no matter how much I could have gone back into time and changed things if I could have, when you find your creative path doesn't matter. What matters is that you have. And once you do, I truly believe that it grows and thrives with a little bit of focus time to nurture its fun side and to calm its energetic side. And you can do this at any point, as long as you know that it needs a little bit of food and love. Recently, I decided to stop and look back at how far I have come in this journey to be a writer. Now, all this was triggered by an online talk that I recently attended by the author Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way, which a lot of creatives swear by, and I do too, as well as a wonderful book called The Right to Write. So that's R-I-G-H-T to write, W-R-I-T-E. Now, I remember why her books had changed my outlook to nurturing myself right at the beginning of my writing journey. 
in her book, there are all these tools for creatives and writers to really nurture their creativity by doing a couple of small little rituals in their life. One is getting up first thing when you're still quite sleepy and doing your morning pages, three pages of conscious writing, just for yourself. Making a weekly artist date, doing something creative or anything away from your everyday life and going to feed your artist's mind something, whether it's a museum or just a walk in the park. And then also regular walks in nature. Now, yes, they're really simple tools, but much deeper when you scratch beneath the surface. It's about giving life to your creativity, for it to flow and for it to be allowed to blossom. In a world of now, we just want to click our heels and expect to have creativity and inspiration drop straight into our laps. But what we do do by doing that is this expectation is a killer of creation. As counterintuitive as it may seem, it is when you slow down and walk away from the very creation and the art of creation and breathe, that is the time when you really begin to see the shift of changes. Taking time to honor your body and mind, making space for the magic to seep through your fingertips and onto the page or canvas or whatever your art is. We are always harsh on ourselves and we expect to perform on call, but the truth is that we need to take conscious steps not to. Instead, I truly believe that when you start looking to make those rituals and moments and times in the day to feed your soul that creates, that is when the magic and the change begins to happen. So I'm going to challenge you to spend just a week, a week, to begin to nurture your creativity consistently and see that shift in your energy and mindset from negative mindsets to the lack of being able to create. All of this is fed by making tiny little changes consciously. Here are some of the ways in which you can, in a week, start to change your set patterns with this practice of slowing down and nurturing your creative mind and soul. The first thing I would say is treat yourself. I think that we get so bogged down by everyday life and we put ourselves last. And I'm sure you've heard this in so many places and read this in so many places that treating yourself is truly a beautiful act of self-care and a beautiful act of selflessness because it is when you treat yourself with respect and you treat yourself to something special when it makes you feel good about yourself is when you can give the best of yourself. So go out there and get that massage or that spa day or that special something that you've had your eye on or some little tiny trip away for the weekend if you can afford to or even just a day out. Treat yourself to that wonderful ice cream that you had your eye on and that you've just been counting calories about or that slice of cake or that meal at a fancy restaurant just on your own. Make the time to treat yourself. I can't tell you how important this is and 
I think I'm guilty of treating myself a bit too much sometimes <laughs> because when I've got a bit of money, I'm like, well, I need to treat myself. But, you know, it's just that little act of knowing that your heart and your soul deserves something is when you begin to open your heart to more creativity out there in this world because the more relaxed and the more worthy you feel, the more you're able to create. The next way that you can try to create some time for yourself is to actually make some quiet time. Now, I know it's hard if you have children and if you have a busy family life and a career to create that quiet time is really asking for a lot. But if it means that you get up 10 minutes earlier than you usually do, or if it means you go to sleep a little earlier than you usually do, Making that time to just step away from everybody, close yourself in a room, put a candle on, put some incense on, play some beautiful relaxing music and just take some time out to breathe. Just sit and breathe and say nothing, do nothing, don't look at social media, leave your phone in another room. That quiet time is a balm for your soul. And it's incredible when you spend that quiet time, you have these amazing ideas and you just want to get up and write them. But I would recommend resist. Sometimes I keep a little journal with myself when I'm in my quiet time. And I think that's actually without expectation of writing anything, leaving it on the side can be quite grounding, knowing that you have something where you can jot down things if they come to you. Now, the next thing I really recommend, and I truly believe works more than most things do, and that is movement. Keep moving, whether it's walking or yoga or exercise or Pilates or Tai Chi or rebounding, which I find is extremely therapeutic on a little trampoline. All these things mean that your body gets to release extra energy, release tension, release stress and expectation and reset. So movement is one that I would really recommend you try this week. Another thing that I believe is the basic backbone of creativity, that is curiosity. Open your mind to different things. Open your mind to different chances. Take risks. Don't be afraid. And open your mind to things happening around you and ask questions. I'm always scared to ask people questions sometimes and <clears throat> I'm guilty of people asking me loads of questions but my being quite sort of closed up and not asking questions. But it is when you begin to be curious about other people, other things, other colors, other spaces, is when your mind opens up to so many variable ideas and vibrant visions of things that you can do. So I would really recommend do that. And on the back of curiosity is observation and observing. And this is a great way in setting up a practice where you sit in a cafe and just observe people. I sometimes look at people and come up with ideas for characters and books, and I think many writers do that. And maybe 10 years before I write that book that I make those characters up with, but they're living in my head and they begin to become real. And by observation, you see different things that are usually missed. And sometimes that is just a simple change you need. The next one that I obviously believe in 
helps a lot is writing. Write a little every day, whether it's a paragraph or two lines, a word, three pages. Just write whatever you can think about. It doesn't have to be something that you use. It's something that you just do for yourself. And sometimes it's just about putting down thoughts that are just swimming around your head and you need release. And this is a great practice. Writing if you're a writer for not work, but for your own pleasure is so important. The next one would be discovering. Go out there and discover new places. I think this kind of sits hand in hand with curiosity. If you discover new places, sometimes I just think, I need a day off. I'm just going to take the train to Edinburgh, or I'm just going to drive to the borders, or I'm going to just take a little train to Fife because I live in Scotland. So I'm kind of surrounded by beautiful places. And sometimes I just say, you know what, I'm just going to go back into town, into Glasgow, and I'm going to have a look at shops that I've never had a look at and go to areas I've never had a chance to go to. And it's like a complete therapy. You go, you discover new places by accident. You feel excited, rejuvenated. And then, of course, one which I think we all would love to do more of, and that is to walk. Walk without purpose, without your phone, without being connected to anybody. Walk at this time of year. It's autumn here in Scotland right now, and it's beautiful and leaves are turning and the scents in the air and the cool breeze. It's a beautiful time to walk. So make the time to walk because that in itself can open up your mind. The last, second last one would be to read. And I think that we all read so much of what we're expected to read, like the latest fiction or a self-help book. But when was the last time you read something ridiculously silly and simple, even if it was a book from childhood? When was the last time you just read for fun? Make a time, make a chance in your life to just take that moment to read something that you wouldn't normally read. And that is a, totally resets your creative energy. And the last one, and, and I definitely think this is the most important, and that is to sleep. Sleep as much as you can, at least eight to seven to eight hours, and make a ritual out of sleeping. Find the time to slow down an hour or two before you go to bed. And that sleeping really just makes your resets your head. And I would take you back to the writing after sleeping because I would say if you have that beautiful sleep where you are quite deep in sleep and you wake up. You're in that moment of unconscious mind where you're sort of awake in sleep. That's when you need to do those three pages of conscious writing that Julia speaks about in The Artist's Way. Write those morning pages because that is when the mind is the most creative. And it is that incredible time when you can really refill the well of wonder that is your creative mind. Now, I hope you found these ways helpful. And you might have seen that these ways are very much ones that you do on your own. Yes, you can involve a friend or a family member in some of these, but I would really recommend this is about you. This is about creating time for your creative energy and soul. So do these on your own. Really spend time to make yourself feel special and know that you are special because you create. Now for the next month, I'm going to be spending 
the next 12 weeks allowing myself to go through The Artist's Way again because if you haven't read it, it's a 12-week course that you do on your own in the book and I'm going to go through with it uh, with a friend and I'll allow the rest of the year to really reset my creative energy, recover and honour the flow of where all this magic comes from. The next few weeks is going to be about creating my new online course, Brood, which is an online book proposal course where in four weeks we don't just create your dream book proposal, but we actually spend four weeks really working on a writer's mindset and energy flow to really focus on creating that authentic voice and giving the writer the support emotionally to get through this career of writing, which we all know is a hard one, but it is with self-love and time. So I'm going to be working through that as well as the practical ways of writing a book proposal so that you can put it in front of a publisher or an agent and get somewhere with that dream. Now, if this is something you'd love to know more about and how to get involved with, the waitlist is at the end of this podcast on your app. You'll see it there, the link. So do join. I'd love to see you there. And finally, if you do enjoy A Savored Life, I'd love it if you could review it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you hear this on. It really helps me to reach those people who could benefit from hearing it. So until next time, thank you so much for listening to A Savored Life with me, Sumaya. Choose a slower life, choose a savored life. Mm -hmm.